Four, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the six o'clock pairing. On the tee, from River West, please welcome Gabe Neitzel. Also on the tee, from the third ward, this is Stephen Watson. It's Monday evening, and you're on the tee. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Now to take you around the course. Live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at Radio City. Alongside Stephen Watson, here's Gabe Neitzel. pretty good guests on this show from time to time but this is the first time we're going to be joined by a major winner the day after he won that major championship as right off the gates we're coming out firing on the tee we are proud to welcome in the two-time senior players champion jerry kelly won it yesterday at firestone in akron ohio jerry thank you so much for the time and congratulations Oh, thank you. Thank you. Still having fun, that's for sure. (laughs) What about this PGA Tour Champions has allowed your game to transition so well? Because not only was yesterday your second major victory on on PGA Tour Champions, but it was also your 10th overall victory, which is always a nice round number to get to. Well, I mean, number one, there's not a lot of guys who have actually made it all the way through keeping their exemption on the regular PGA Tour until 50. And when I turned 50, I was still exempt on the regular tour. So I was playing against all the young guys. So my transition, you know, into the Champions Tour was uh, a little bit different than most. A lot, a lot of the guys end up at 42, 44, uh, losing their card, and they've kind of got no man's land for a while. So I was able to stay competitive with the young guys uh, till late, and I knew my place was the Champions Tour, so I chose that, and uh, I'm glad I did. Jerry, thank you so much for taking the time. Your last four results on the Champions Tour, two wins, a T3 at the AmFam Championship in your hometown, and T7 at the U.S. Senior Open. How much do you credit that to that little uh, putting lesson that Steve Stricker gave you? Yeah, a a lot for the putting lesson, no question. (laughs) But it it coincided with uh, my wife's six-month scans, which – put us in such a great frame of mind that I was able to actually, you know, soak it in and, and use what he's telling me in a, in a positive light rather than fight against it, which it was normally the case when I, when I do it in the past. So uh, he definitely gave, gave me a gift, but it's the same putting lesson he's been giving me for 20 years. And for some reason, I, I took to it this time and uh, adopted it a little more religiously and uh, took care of business. Talking with the 2022 Senior Players Champion, that is Jerry Kelly here on the T94.5 ESPN. Speaking of your wife, I read the article over on Wisconsin.golf by Rob Hernandez, and in there, she she had a pretty good influence on this, your second major championship on PGA Tour Champions as well. Yeah, I mean, just... Getting out of the car, you know, she takes me in the morning and then she goes back and does her thing uh, while I'm preparing. I've got a 
about a two and a half hour routine that I go through before I tee off. And uh, she just said, you know, no matter what happens today, it, it doesn't matter. Be patient, be yourself, and, and enjoy the moment a little bit more, and it'll come to you. So even when I was, you know, the lid was on the hole quite a bit, uh, certainly the entire front side, uh, I was able to actually smile through some of the misses, which I haven't been able to do as much as of late. And uh, that came directly from her. And then uh, all of a sudden at the end, it just started coming. I imagine the biggest smile um, outside of 18, the, the winning putt, was that putt that you made on 16 just because uh, moments before your buddy Steve Stricker had a very similar putt from the fringe. He kind of gave you the line. You ended up making it to take that two-shot lead on him and then one on the field. You went on to win yesterday. I, I'm just curious. Last year you finished second to Stricker. The year before, you know, you won the event. You were in the final pairing with Stricker this year. I know you guys are very close friends, but what's it like being on the course in the final pairing with a buddy who also happens to be a competitor on that given day? Well, if we didn't appreciate each other and actually pull for each other outside of when we're playing with each other, then I think playing with each other would be much harder. But we literally are pulling for each other while we're playing when we're not playing together and when we're not even in the same tournament. Uh, it, it's just natural. It, it, it's a great friendship. And that rivalry, the, I know the better he does, the better I'm going to do. We just pull each other along. So it's so easy to root for the guy, uh, you know, when he's so giving and such a nice guy. But hey, I'm not going to say it's self-serving, but – Hey, I want him up there because, you know, we just want to do this tit-for-tat thing. And it, it's been really cool. We've, we've done it an awful lot. And it's, it's, it's kind of fun for Madison and, and Wisconsin to, to see us both up there. Well, it's always fun for Madison and Wisconsin to see you guys when you play at the hometown events, the American Family Insurance Championship in Madison. What is it about that golf course that just has suited you since its inception, Jerry? Because the last four times it's been played, you have been beaten by the total of three people. You finished second <laughs> five years ago, then you win it back-to-back. Back. Uh, there, there was a COVID year in there as well, and then you finished T3 this year. What is it about playing in front of the hometown fans and that golf course that really suits you? Well, it's very similar to Firestone. Uh, in, you must hit the ball in the fairway. Uh We'd like the rough to grow up in Madison, especially in the springtime when it gets to the right growing conditions, and that's the same thing in Ohio and Firestone. Uh, you have to be able to control your ball from the fairway into the, the shot, second shots into the greens. So uh, my job is to hit the fairway. I do not hit it long. Uh, I went through that stretch trying to hit it longer, and – it didn't really work out. So <laughs> I am I know your pain, back. man. I know your pain. <laughs> I know. I am back to doing what I do best, which is hitting the fairway any way that I can. Doesn't matter how it looks. It doesn't matter how I react. I'm going to try and hit the fairway and that's it. And then uh let my irons and putter do the work. We're joined by Jerry Kelly, fresh off of his win yesterday at the Senior Players Championship. And Jerry, I know how much pride both you and Steve take in being from the state of Wisconsin and continuing to grow the game here. 
Um, how closely are you involved with some of the up-and-coming players in the state? Any names that we should be watching for uh, that could potentially you know, fill the shoes and the big shoes that you and Steve have uh, left so far in this state? Yeah, I really like what Jordan Hahn's doing. Uh, you know, he's a big boy, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, uh, just lanky. He's he's coming into his body right now. He's coming into his own. I mean, the boy can fly at 340. So he's he's the new age player. He's playing a different uh, game than us, Jerry. <laughs> there's no question. And, you know, we've, we've worked down in Phoenix. He's down there, as I am in the wintertime. And... It, it's difficult for somebody that tall to know how much you need to bend your knees, bend at the waist, really get down to that ball for the short game. The short game is the most important part of the game, wedges and short game. And you, you start having really long levers and not being closer to the ball in the short game, uh, there's, a, there's a lot that can go wrong. So, you know, we've, we've tried to get him – thinking more about that part of the game. He's he's got the rest of it completely. So I I really see big things for him coming up. I think it's pretty cool. Jerry, with uh, the Open Championship being this week, you're seeing a lot of people just kind of wax poetically about the home of golf and some of their favorite golf courses. So let, let's start with this. Do you have a favorite golf course like on the planet, like a, the, the one place that you love going back to? Yeah. And I, it, well, wait a second. I'm in the players next year, so maybe I can get back to Augusta. But uh, <laughs> it's quite, Go in that it's thing. quite a stretch. It's quite a stretch. Uh, no, but that's one of the reasons I play the Sony every year, too, uh, in Hawaii, is to catch lightning in a bottle and try and get back to Augusta. It, it really is a special place. You'd never have the same round twice. I just... I love the genius. If if somebody built it today, they'd, they'd laugh them out of existence. They'd never be able to build another golf course. But the genius behind that golf course is so evident when you play it. But I, I don't see anybody who could replicate that in today's game. It's, it, it's just amazing, and uh, I can't get enough of it. Jerry, we started this show last year because both Gabe and I absolutely love the game, but we also love to highlight the unbelievable golf that we have here in the state of Wisconsin. So I'm going to make you do it. What's your favorite course to play here in Wisconsin? No, it's Maple Bluff Country Club. I'll, I'll say it. You know, I, I love Manaqua. I love Milwaukee Country Club. I love Blue Mound. But I, I grew up playing Maple Bluff, and... It, uh, I'm not comparing it to Augusta, but I can tell you I've never had the same round twice. Uh, the greens are that difficult. Uh, the bunkers used to be a whole lot more difficult when I was growing up, but they kind of flattened a lot of that stuff out uh, with that. Let's take it back to what it used to be, which I, I'm glad they never did that to Marion. Let's put it that way. But uh, it, it still stands the test of time. It's a, it's a fantastic tri- track, and uh, Joshua Greenskeeper is fantastic. If I ever say, hey, I got the U.S. Open coming up, can you speed him up? And he just gets some lightning. And I got some tour players coming in, can you stuck the, stick the pins? And he gets it done. So I, I just really enjoy playing there day in and day out. And, uh, you know, it brings me back to my youth, too. It's kind of neat. 
Jerry, got to be shocked. I, I really thought it was going to be University Ridge with all the success you've had there at the AmFam Championship. Yeah, it seems like a layup. Yeah, there. I mean. No, no, no. That's, you, that's my favorite tournament course. Okay, there you go. There <laughs> you you go. tear it up every year, Jerry. So it just only, would only make sense that, that that would have been the one. But Maple Bluff is absolutely fantastic. Um, what do you think about the prospects of this state potentially getting another men's pro kind of major event. I mean, it was on the calendar every year up at Whistling Straits where they were getting the PGA. Obviously, the U.S. Open in 17 just had the Ryder Cup at the Straits last year as well, but there's nothing on the calendar going forward. What do you think the odds are of this state, this golf-crazed state, getting one of those events once again? Can I go 101%, 102%? Yeah, that, that'll work. Uh, don't, don't worry. Uh, Wisconsin will have major championship golf uh, for times to come. There, there is absolutely no question about it. You can make Whistling Straits a lot more difficult than we've made it. Excuse me. You can make you oh, can make Whistling Straits a lot more difficult. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's already I mean, pretty it, difficult, Jerry. You realize, were you not plotting out there with Stricker <laughs> last year? Hey, no, but they cut everything down for the Bombers on the U.S. team. That's true. That's I mean, true. it's it's not even close to what a major championship at that place could be. I mean, the first year that they went there, they had extremely long rough, and they mowed everything back into us. After the first practice round, everybody went ballistic, and they cut everything down another 10 yards in. I mean, it's it's – visually intimidating, but there's a lot of room out there. But if you grow it up the way we can grow it up around here, I mean, you are not getting to some of those greens and you're not carrying some of those bunkers and you're in for a world of hurt. If you don't hit it straight, they haven't played it like that at whistling straights. Pete died, made a diabolical visual and solid golf course. They've been afraid to use what he's given them. Someday it's going to happen, and it's it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be a, a birdie fest and, and reach everything. And Aaron Hill's the same way. They got completely afraid of that place. So, uh, yes, we can make it even tougher in Wisconsin than we have, and championship golf will be here. Jerry, i got to ask you one more question about uh, your win yesterday because there's a video that came out by the, the PGA Tour of Champions of you literally holding a five-month-old that was not yours. I mean, what's the, what's the craziest thing that, some, that a fan has done to you on a golf course following a win or even just on the course? I mean, I, I have a seven-week-old that I'd happily let you hold and, and parade around, but I, 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 don't, I don't know what – like, were you, were you caught off guard by this person handing you their, their five-month-old child? Jed, when he said you want to hold her, I was like, God, it's been 23 years. I mean, it's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I haven't done that. I was like, wait, do I hold the back of the head? How old is this one? Where do I, where do I go here? But, uh, no, it was, it was great. That cardboard sign that said this is my first golf tournament in Marlowe was, uh, you know, it was really cool. I went, once I held her up above my head, had a big old smile. So, uh, yeah, I tweeted out today, 
uh, LPGA 2042, I think I said. <laughs> I hope my daughter's on track for that as well. <laughs> Good deal. Jerry, we certainly appreciate the time. Appreciate you jumping on the show with us. Best of luck next year at the Players at TPC Sawgrass, and we look forward to seeing you next year here in Wisconsin for the U.S. Senior Open when it's going to be played up at Century World. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'll be on anytime. Appreciate you, Jerry, and best of luck for uh, as you continue to chase that Schwab Cup. You're, you're yep. well on your way this year. We're going up. I'm, I'm under a million behind. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you, Jerry. All right, thanks, guys. Jerry Kelly, again, just a fantastic PGA Tour champion's career. Ten wins now, two-time major champion. He's won out at Firestone twice. He's done it. Two of the last three years, and again, he was the runner-up. So really, between Firestone and, you know, the University Ridge Golf Course, yeah. I mean, he just those are two places that he just feels completely comfortable. He just has to sign up for two events every year, and he's going <laughs> to find himself with nice winnings every oh, single yeah, year. Oh, yeah, he's going to, The success yeah. that he's had on that course. And what, what, what can you say about him and Steve Stricker and what they've meant to golf in this state oh, and man. how they're both just such all-world people as well? I mean, we're so lucky to watch them on the course, but... The way that they continue to step up off the course and be good advocates for the game and good people, um, we're lucky to have them here in Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't think it gets enough attention. Obviously, Strick gets a lot of attention because of the AmFam Championship here, but Jerry's the host of the Cola Guard Classic on Champions on PGA Tour Champions that happens down in Arizona near his winter home. So he does a lot of work with Cola Guard and, and, and kind of screening for, for different colon cancers and stuff like that. So, you know, he does a lot of work in that space as well that, that he definitely needs to be recognized for. Yeah, we're really happy to hear that his wife is doing well after her battle with cancer. That was all happening at the same time as Steve Stricker was going through what he was going through in the fall. So it's been an emotional few weeks, or months, excuse me, for Jerry Kelly and for him to cap it off with this unbelievable run that he's on right now. Um, hopefully he can keep it going. Yeah, great to see good people rewarded like that. Yeah, hopefully he can keep it rolling. Maybe, uh, you know, get a senior open in his back pocket, as that's going to be coming up here in a couple of weeks as well. On the T's opening segment brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. Speaking of the senior open, well, the regular open, the men's open, that is this weekend. I am incredibly excited. We'll dive into that coming up next on the tee. The opening segment was brought to you by Heartland Movement Center. Improve your golf game with a personalized approach from their experienced team. Learn more at heartlandmovementcenter.com. On the team. This is my second favorite week in golf. Second favorite week in golf. First one, of course. There's just something. Happens in April. Yeah, it happens in April. And that's a lot of the timing, right? Like, you're really starting to get geared up for golf. You can't wait. That We haven't had major championship golf in such a long time. But there is just something about the rich history of the Open Championship uh, that really gets me excited. Something about waking up a little bit earlier than I normally do, even now doing a morning show, because I want to catch as much of the Lynx golf. It's just different. And if you are a two-time major winner, and one of those is the Masters, U.S. Open, PGA, and the other one is a British Open, you know, you've got that, like Zach Johnson has a British Open, has a Masters. That, to me, tells me you can play a lot of different styles of golf, and you can be successful at a number of different places, because the style of golf that you need to play this week is different than what you usually see on the PGA Tour. I just love the fact that the course is something that you just can't find here. 
And when I watch it on TV, I think to myself, wow, that is the home of golf. That is a place that looks special. And no matter what the weather is, I want to be there. And I can't say that about many golf courses in the U.S., but something about golf in Scotland in particular, but anywhere overseas. I mean, there are unbelievable golf courses in Ireland as well that has hosted Open Championships, but specifically Scotland and the old course. I mean, there's something special about this tournament being played at the home of golf. It's the 30th time that St. Andrews has hosted the Open, and this one, Gabe, feels bigger than anyone in my lifetime, and maybe maybe of all time, because of where Tiger is at in his career. It is a very real sentence, a terrifying sentence, but a very real sentence to think that this might be the last time we ever see Tiger play at St. Andrews. I threw that at you. Oh hard. man! Like, you're, you're like I, I'm ready to have, talk about celebrating. I'm talking about. I know, uh, this is one of my favorite weeks in golf, and you're like, oh, by the way, enjoy it because the last time Tiger's playing. No, I'm I'm like, trying to hide the emotion. I I am trying to bring the what fact that you <laughs> just crushed his mood. He was I'm, so happy. I'm, I'm wearing my Tiger shirt. I'm I'm fired up. Look, I'm aware. <laughs> With that being said, um, in. Enjoy your breakfast. <laughs> it's it, it it is a reality because he is forty six years old. Typically, they play the Open at St Andrews every five years. Yeah, kind of gets in that five year. And the reason why it wasn't five years this time is because they wanted to have the hundred fiftieth, and we had the COVID year in there. But they wanted to have the hundred fiftieth Open at St Andrews and make a big celebration out of it. Um, they had their. Uh, champions events today. That was a lot of, uh, you know, celebration of champions. That was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Jack Nicholas was there because he became an honorary citizen of St. Andrews, the town. He talked about how, yeah, I wasn't ever going to come back because he already had said his goodbye at St. Andrews. But then they offered him, like, well, we want to make you an honorary citizen. He's like, okay, well, I can't say no to that. But <laughs> Sounds kind of cool. It's, I've, as someone who has been there and been there recently, it makes you aware of so many of the other things that, that kind of go into this and the, his, the history and the nostalgia behind it. But even if you haven't been there, just listen to the way that literally all of these guys, the biggest names in golf, talk about St. Andrews and talk about the old course. Tiger, Jack, Rory, like these guys wax poetically about this golf course and how much they love it and how much it means to them. Tiger committed to this event right away. Yeah. After Augusta, felt like crap, didn't look great on the weekend at Augusta. Nah, I'm going to be there. And he's, you know, from what we've seen, he's looked pretty good. He's walked 18 holes when at major championships previous to this. He's only played nine hole practice rounds, so he's played full rounds. He seems to be a, a little bit healthier. But just being able to appreciate that this is the home of golf and this means a little bit more to these guys. Like, Rory is an open champion. And being somebody that's from Northern Ireland and being somebody that's from the United Kingdom, clearly that means something a little bit more probably to him. But it would mean even more if he had an open championship at St. Andrews. Like, it just, it seems to elevate everybody and heighten everybody's awareness of this is a special place most of the great players ever have played here, have walked here because this course has been around for that long. Yeah, you know you can't say that about Augusta. 
you know, which we love and, and we love the history and nostalgia that goes into that, there's even more. This is the old course. The new course was built in 1896. <laughs> All right? Like, that's how old the old course is. Yeah, and I think the, the special thing about it, too, and, and let's be honest, we can probably safely assume that Tiger did not play at Brookline because he wanted to make sure that he was fully ready to go for the Open at St. Andrews. He did not want to risk potentially any further damage to his leg at this point. Like It was a priority for him when he looked at the schedule to say, Augusta, St. Andrews. Those he, are mine too. Because those are two places he can compete in. Yeah. Uh, Tiger wasn't. Tiger can't win at Brookline anymore. Like He can't. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I, 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 sent, I sent, full disclosure here, I sent Steven a text earlier today because I was watching that Champions event and Tiger hit this tasty wedge. Like, <laughs> I cannot begin to describe how creative and like how great he used slopes around the second green to get himself like a five-foot birdie putt. It was awesome. And it's cool because it's a different kind of golf. But it was a tasty wedge, man. And it made me think that Tiger's going to win. But delusions of grandeur on my part aside, he can compete here. Yeah. Right? Like, you just heard Jerry Kelly talk about trying to capture lightning in a bottle. And maybe he can capture lightning in a bottle at the players. Probably not. But if he captures lightning in a bottle at the Sony, which is an event he plays in Hawaii every year, which certainly seems... Would I bet on it? No, but it doesn't. It's not completely out of the realm of possibility. As good of a player as he is, he can do that at that place. Could he do that at Torrey Pines if he, you know, the one event he played on the PGA Tour was there? No. Yeah. But he knows that that's a place, and if he wins there, then he gets to go to Augusta. Tiger knows. Yeah, it's a lightning in a bottle situation. But the old course at St. Andrews is a place where he can do that. Brookline is not. Yeah, I mean, he won in two thousand and two thousand five. It was the 2000 was part of the Tiger Slam. I mean, this is a course that he has historically dominated and has to feel good about the type of golf that he can play there. The fact that he can get crafty and he doesn't have to be a long hitter and he knows the touch and the feel around so many of different parts of this golf course because the crafty wins. You know, that that's usually how this course is played is you have to you have to get creative and nobody is more creative with a golf ball than Tiger Woods. And One of my favorite parts about the British Open is it is what it is. In terms of you see the U.S. Open, and and it hasn't been this recently, but in the past you've heard about, you think about Kevin Knock complaining about the the long grass and the fescue at Aaron Hills, which, by the way, Kevin Knock, you can shut the bleep up. We don't talk about live live players on this show. It was a 50-yard fairway, man. Like, if you missed the 50-yard fairway, you deserve to be in the fescue. Anyway, um... You know, but the USGA, there was always manipulation that yeah. went into their presentation of the golf course. What I love about the RNA and what they do with the Open is they let the weather dictate the scoring. Like if the if the wind's not going to be up, yeah, these guys are going to tear this golf course apart because again, it was built a couple of centuries ago, and modern equipment's pretty good and modern players are pretty good. But if the wind is up, the, that that's going to be a test. It's baked out. Yeah. Like, watching some of the, the, the stuff they had going on today, that course is playing firm, it is playing fast, it is playing fiery. So while length is always something that is an advantage, it's not going to be as much of an advantage because you got to find a way to keep it in the fairway so you can try to play some of the different shots that you want to around these greens, be able to control spin, be able to control what you do with the golf ball around the green as you're hitting it in with some of the approach shots. So 
they just kind of let it, you know, but if they had a bunch of rain, okay, then the course this year is going to be a little bit more wet and you guys are going to be able to attack it a little bit better. But it's been drier. The, the fairways are a little more brown. They just kind of let the golf course and the weather dictate what their championship is going to be from year to year. And I don't know if this is too dramatic, Gabe, but no, given the current g- given the current state of where golf is at with Liv and the PGA Tour and not knowing what the future of this game beholds, like this might be the last Open with the top players in the world all in the same place. Yeah, certainly a possibility. Like, we have no idea what the future holds for this sport. And this might, that adds to the drama of the 158th Open. Is Tiger coming back to a course where he's won twice? Maybe his last time ever playing at St. Andrews. And plus, the uncertainty of what this game holds with the top talent playing on the same major venue ever again. And at least for now, we're getting a break from Liv. Yeah. Because we're getting the celebration of what the Open has been for 150 years. We're getting a celebration of what the town of St. Andrews has to offer the golf world at least one day in. And I don't think it was an accident that the RNA doesn't have any scheduled press conferences for guys that are live tour players. I, I don't think that was an accident. Yeah. That you're not going to be seeing those guys play. Not that, and that's not to say the media is not going to ask Tiger when he's up there, Rory, all these other guys that are up there to ask those questions, but they're not going to be on full display because they want everything to be about the 150th Open, which is still crazy. They've played this tournament 149 times. They're about to play it for the 150th time. And they're doing so at the home of golf. I I am certainly excited for it. We'll dive into it more. Plus, we'll make some picks. And we have to get, it's all about the drive. I got excited. You made me depressed. I forgot about it this segment. I didn't mean to bring the mood that far down. I'm trying to (laughs) enhance the drama of what this weekend means to the game of golf. And it's a very real thing. I'm fired up for Tigers. Here's, Here's the other real thing about this. Every time he tees it up, might be the last time we see him play competitively. That's what I'm saying. Let's live the heck out of this weekend. All right, let's do it. I'm back, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. <laughs> well, I appreciate I'm you. I'm all sorts of jacked up for Tiger this weekend. I think he's going to do something special. Annex, Annex Wealth Management is proud sponsor of On the Tee. It's time to know the difference. Annex Wealth Management provides investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning as a local fee-only fiduciary. It's time to put things in order. Go to AnnexWealth.com, click the click the get started button and we're going to be going out to Aaron Hills by the way tomorrow which always brings up memories of the last time I was out there when Dave Spano and you kicked my ass yeah we fleeced you pretty good (laughs) yeah so shout out to Dave appreciate you for sponsoring the program over at Annex Wealth Management it's all about the drive come up next on the tee back to the course and on the tee with Gabe and Steven after this on 94.5 ESPN this is on the tee with Gabe Neitzel and Steven Watson on 94.5 ESPN presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside It is rated a top five polo course in the United States. I am talking about the golf, the the bog up in Sockville offers a challenging but playable golf course, and of course, it is home to the ESPN Milwaukee Open, which is coming up just eight days from now, which you can sign up for just. 
tweet at ESPN Milwaukee. Tell us why you deserve to be there. We love playing the bog. Again, it's a challenging golf course. They just hosted a state AM qualifier. Uh, you know, some scores were a little bit higher up there because, again, the wind starts blowing. That becomes a tough golf course, but it's very playable, enjoyable. If you haven't done so, I highly recommend that you do so. Shout out to the to uh, the bog. They hosted Back the Mac golf outing. I was there this morning uh, volunteering with the Mac Fund. They always do such an amazing job supporting the Mac Fund and so many charities. I mean, the fact that they opened that course up for so many outings. It's a seven-day-a-week course, and they're so generous there with their time to open that up for golf outings. Great practice facility, too. Yeah. Great range, good putting area, so it's a good place to go out and practice as well. Let's go ahead and get to it. It's all about the drive. Sometimes it's all about the drive. But off the tee, it's all about the drive. The best and biggest shots of the weekend. That house is like 400 yards away. Is that good? That's unbelievable. It's all about the drive. On On the Tee is brought to you by Ewald Automotive. Shop the Ewald Automotive Group, home of the 20-year, 200,000-mile limited warranty on all new vehicles. Visit any of their eight locations today, in-store or online at ewaldautomotive.com. Ewald Automotive. We make it easy. What's your favorite memory watching the Open? I remember it's it's not a positive memory. Okay. Um, 2015 was an amazing, amazing Open at that St. Andrews. At St. Andrews, yes. I mean, that was I really I and I remember the putt that Tom Watson missed. Is that 2010? Yeah, 09 or no? It would have been 09 because 2010 would have been a would have been at um, St. Andrews. Yeah, it was not. I think it was at Stewart. Did Stewart sink? Stewart sink one. And and like the he had like a four foot bender to win it, and he missed it. And and it was like would have been such an amazing story if he got such a bad bounce. He got a trampoline bounce short of the green because he was just trying to run it up there, so it ran over. So he had to try to get up and down. And Andy North kind of jinxed it by saying, "My friend about to win the Open Championship," and then. Tom missed the putt and had to go to the playoff against Stu. I feel bad for Stuart Sink because people got mad at him. Like, yeah, it's like, not his fault. He's trying to win a major championship too, even if everybody was rooting for the guy who was fifty nine at the time. I mean, Tiger in, in two thousand five was pretty special. Two thousand, I was still a little too young to appreciate just how much he dominated at St Andrews. Mm-hmm. Um, the Open, the best part about the Open is that you're done watching it by noon. Like, there, I love golf in the morning. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. I think the TV window might be 2 or 3 o'clock. But either way, you know, it's going to be done relatively early in the morning. But I think, if I, if I can look this up real quick, but with the opening rounds, because everybody goes off, there's so much daylight over there. Everybody's going off one and playing the, the regular round. It's, it's not, you know, you go off one, you go off ten, and you do that. No, everybody's just going off one because, by the way, whole ten is very far away. It's nine out, nine back is the way that Lynx Golf uh, traditionally works. So um, tee times on Thursday and Friday with the full field, like TV coverage starts at 12.30 a.m. Central Time. That's going to be great for my, like, 3 a.m. bottle feed for my newborn daughter. Oh, it's going to be perfect. You have Peacock? I'm going to be locked in. I don't know if I have Peacock. All right, if you need I it, like I can you have to look watch you up. it on like 15 different channels. Yeah, that's that's the problem with NBC, right? Like, but I'm not going to let that damper me. Like, I'm not going to let that damper me. I'm not going to let that hold me back. Because yes, you have to watch Peacock, then USA, then it's back on Peacock, then it's on NBC, then it's on Peacock, then it's on US. No, no. All right, I'm I might just, hit you up for your Peacock details. All right, yeah, I, I I mean I'll pass that along to you, especially for the British Open. But my favorite, it's not either of Tiger's wins at St Andrews. It's the one he won at Royal Liverpool. 
because he hit one famously hit one driver that week. Like it was just an iron fest off the tee. He holed one out on I want to say Friday from like 200 yards. Couldn't believe it. Like didn't even know it went in because it was a blind shot. Goes in, but like famously that week did not hit a driver except for once. Yeah, which I mean, is the, crazy. And the fact that he we got video of him hitting stingers out there this week. I mean, he was out there Sunday. And you see the crowds on a Sunday before a major championship week watching yeah. him and JT play? Let me tell you this. As somebody who's been there, like there are two things. There are two things in that town. It's not a very big town. There are two things. <laughs> University of St. Andrews and golf. <laughs> Doesn't That's look like a big it. town. That's the list. So, yeah, if you got yeah, nothing going on on a Sunday, Tiger Woods is playing a practice round, let's follow him around. Why not? I'd have done the exact same thing. God, I'm fired up. You ready to make picks? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Time for our Gruber Lofts' one call. That's all. Picks for the week. Am Will I you... going first? Yeah. Yeah, of course you're going first. I think I know who you're picking, and I kind of love it. All right. Um, <laughs> so, I have two names on my list. Okay. And they are probably the two most important names in the game of golf right now. And I think they are both going to finish T10. One of them is going to be the winner. The names are Jordan Spieth and Rory McIlroy. Okay. And I think that Rory is going to just, you know, slide into his backdoor top 10. I'm going with the golden boy. I'm going with Jordan Spieth to win after his disaster on on the road hole in 2015 that cost him the Open and what would have been his third straight win in the in major, major championships championship. in the 2015 season. Um, I think I think Jordan's going to get it done. The last no, time, the, the only reason I'm laughing about Jordan, did you see what happened to him? I think it was Friday. It was Friday or Saturday at the Scottish because the wind is whipping out there at the Renaissance Club. And there's a video that I think European Tour put out there. It's a par three. It's like 133 yards, or but it's playing even less than that. It's like a 110 yard shot. Is it him and Greller talking? Yeah, yeah, of course. I saw yeah. That video. yeah, and and he's like, "Is this gonna get there?" And Greller's like, "Yeah, yeah, it's gonna get there. Just stock, just you know, make sure." All right, Jordan hits it, flushes it, goes, "See, that's 10 yards short," and it lands whole high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this guy, he is as thrilling of a watch. That are, there is out there. Especially but at the you're, Open. If you're hitting a shot that you think is 10 yards short and ends up, that's like the guy who's playing pickup basketball, launches one, yells short, and it's a bucket. <laughs> All right? Like, okay, you made the shot, but right now you're not exactly in tune with what's going on with your shot. I say, don't know if Spieth's in tune with what's going on let in his me own say, game. That type of golfer is the worst kind of golfer. The premature complainer, like, you're the worst. When your ball's in the air and you're like, ah, oh, God, it ends up like three feet from the hole, you're the worst. Yeah. that's. But with Jordan Spieth, it's great television. <laughs> it's fantastic television, but I don't know if I can pick him. I, I want to see him exercise pick, his, his demons like he did on number 12 at Augusta. He hasn't won at Augusta since, but I think that Jordan has the creativity. He has, if, I, I say it all the time, if he can get his putter going a little bit, I love Jordan when you have to... Figure out a way to navigate a course that's unconventional. When you start playing golf instead of golf swing, which is, I think, what happens from time to time on the PGA Tour, if they get benign conditions, it's just, oh, okay, this is a stock 8-iron. Oh, okay, this is a stock 7-iron. You know, you're just hitting all these stock shots that you warm up with or you're trying to figure out on a track, man. You know, that's not Jordan Spieth golf. Yeah. Jordan Spieth, he just plays the game and finds a way to get the ball in the he hole. He is the ultimate scrambler. Yes, 
Mm-hmm. He is the modern-day tiger when it comes to scrambling. He's always in a hole. I love the Rory pick because he's been playing well at, at the at the Canadian Open. His wedge game was certainly dialed in. He's finished top 10 in all three majors this year, which is something he's never done before. It just seems like he's in a really good spot with his game. Yeah, and we've we've spoken a lot about the pride that he's taking in being the face of the future of golf. It's pretty wild, though, Gabe, to think about the last time that the Open was at St. Andrews. They both owned all of the major championships at that point in 2015. They've won a combined one since. Spieth and Rory. Oof. And that was 2017 when Spieth won the Open after letting it get away from him in 2015. I, I just think we've had so many new faces win mm-hmm. in this golf season, especially major championships. I'm happy that Matt Fitzpatrick won. Scotty Scheffler, you know, a deserving Masters champion. I think we're getting a big name. I really think we're getting a big name so to not, win it. Why and not that go with is the why I am going to put the tee on the, the ground. Name, I'm going to put the golf ball on the tee and serve you up, my friend. Who is going to be your Gruber Law Office's one call that's all pick? It's happening. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. Good grief. <laughs> Everybody's saying he's hitting it great. He he looks better than he even did a week ago. Like when he played at the J.P. McManus thing a week ago, like it didn't look comfortable. But then again, Derry Manor is a little more hilly. It's a little more up and down. And, and there are some you know, kind of subtleties in the fairways that he's going to have to navigate with that leg. But he just looks comfortable. He walked 18 holes here. He's flushing the ball. All I am seeing are just great tee shot on the roll hole after great tee shot on the road hole. That's all I'm seeing on on social media. Let me tell you something about how TV works and editing works. We're not going to see Tyler or Tiger dribble one down the fairway in a practice round. We're going to see him flush the ball yeah. because we're all going to talk about him you flushing also, the ball. You also know why you're not going to see him dribbling one down there? Because he's locked in, Stephen. Because <laughs> he's locked in. Hey, and he is winning if this If we thing. come back here next Monday talking about Tiger winning the 150th Open, I, I don't, we, we are going to fly to Scotland and do our show from there. I'm going to tell you this right now. If Tiger actually wins this thing, I can't promise I'm going to be in any sort of condition to do a golf show at 6 o'clock on a Monday. I can't make that promise. Yeah, we'll do it remote from an undisclosed location. I might not be here. I, <laughs> like, hey, Jen and Chu, I ain't showing up Monday morning. It's just not going to happen. I, I'm going to celebrate this more than I celebrated the Bucks championship. Oh, Tiger winning the Masters is pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, but like this would be even... This would be a whole new level This would be a whole accident. new level after the accident, which would be, again, just absolutely unbelievable. Golf weather in Wisconsin is here. If you're looking for a great place to get outside, head to Fairways of Woodside in Sussex. It's great atmosphere, great food, and drink menu, amazing hospitality. What they've done out there is golf is supposed to be fun. Sometimes you go to a place and you just kind of get the stuffy feel, like, oh, man, like, okay, I guess I get... No, they make sure that you have fun because that's what golf is supposed to be. They really embrace that at Fairways of Woodside. So book your tee time for Fairways of Woodside by going to their website, fairwaysofwoodside.com. We talk more about the old course coming up next. No ifs, ands, or putts. There's more On the Tee with Gabe and Steven coming up on 94.5 ESPN. This is On the Tee with Gabe Neitzel and Stephen Watson on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Annex Wealth Management and Fairways of Woodside. Wish we could turn back time to the good old days when the mom was saying us to sleep. The ball go 
offers a challenge you to play a golf course, and they have great packages for you getting out there and play. It is an Arnold Palmer design course, rated top five on the Palmer course in the U.S. list. It is additionally home to the ESP Milwaukee Open. We'll be out there next Tuesday for that, so make sure you book tee time at the bog as well. Uh, time to get into our course review, courtesy of our friends at Waste Management. Fescue, hole placement, dog legs, hazards. What don't you want to know about Wisconsin's variety of golf courses? It's time for On the Tee to give you a course review. Brought to you by Waste Management, a company that values inclusion and diversity, safety, our customers, and the environment. Join the WM family and visit careers.wm.com. I mean, obviously, you're, gonna, you're just going to take this one from us. Uh, so on the first hole, you want to make sure you don't go right <laughs> at uh, the old course. That's out of bounds. Again, you can't blow it way too far left. It's uh, The old course is a joy to play. And I really think that NBC, despite having to go through hoops on how you're going to watch it, they've got, it seems, some creative ways to present this golf course. It's going to be a blast to watch. Um, playing out there... Again, you can't wait to hit that tee shot on one. It's tough because you don't have any warm-ups. If you, if you ever go out there and play it, there's no range. There's no range. Oh, that's fascinating. At, uh, so the, the range, I believe, is going to be on the new course um, for St. Andrews because they have a bunch of golf courses around there, and they have to build you know, some of the, the grandstands and everything on there on those courses in order to get all the people there because all these golf courses run into each other. But there's no warm-up area. So you're kind of hitting less than driver. With no warm-up, if you ever play it, it's terrifying. Not great. Especially when you're a lefty and you kind of pull hook one and you barely keep it in bounds on the right. And then you get to the 17th hole. And from the tee I was playing on the 17th hole. Yeah, I want to hear about 17. So my caddy, and the the reason why I told you about one is because it comes into play at 17. So I had thought about playing the tips. But one of the caddies uh, kind of talked me out of it because part of going on a trip like that is you want to be hanging out with your buddies, and you're kind of missing some of that if I'm always going to the back tee and they're all at a front tee. So, okay, that makes sense. So from the tee we were playing at, we get to the 17th tee, and my caddy had already beaten me over there, and he was talking with another caddy. He goes, look, I understand it's the road hole. You come over here. If you want to hit driver, you can the problem is, I don't know what your line is if you want to hit driver. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen a lot of people play that course. <laughs> like, okay, that's good to know. So yeah, he at goes, least he's honest. Yeah. So he goes, but it's a four, you know, for you, I think it's a four iron over the E in Old Course Hotel. Which is a little terrifying because the other four irons I have hit, I have pull hooked. And if I pull, full, pull hook this four iron... It's ended up in somebody's hotel room for a window. I was going to say, did you, you pay Herb Kohler a visit at his beautiful estate there? Um, I striped the best four iron uh, I have ever hit dead straight right where he told me. Love hit it. it. Love it. Hit a little wedge, avoided the bunker. Now, they gave us the Sunday pin placement. Pin placement was right behind the road hole bunker, which is like the deepest bunker on the golf course outside of the hell bunker on the par three. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, the par five. Uh, 13th, I believe. Yep, 13th. Um, two putted for par, then birdied 18 coming up. 18 is such a cool, for those guys, like watching them come up and you cross the bridge and you take the pictures all today when they did their, uh, their, their champions events. For us, there is a hotel that has a balcony that overlooks the 18th. They have really good old fashions and I could literally sit up there all day, drink old fashions, watch people come up 18. So as we hit our shots, I hit a really good drive. I've got about 50 yards left with a little wedge and, you know, you hit one close 
Yeah. People start clapping so you can give them the little wave. It's it was as close to the feeling that you could possibly get. Correct. Up 18. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. With the grandstands around you, too. That's really yes. cool that you get to play with the yeah, grandstands. Yeah, with the grandstand. Too. So I, I really think everybody's going to enjoy it this week. If you, are, if you are a lover of golf, you are going to love this tournament because how much the players love being there. Um, speaking of which, before we get out of here, I have to do this. Congratulations to our own Stephen Watson. Oh, gosh. You broke par, my oh, friend. come on. Why are you throwing? Yeah. You broke par. Like you, you, the like first time we, on a legit golf course, I broke par. We buried the lead. You tell me halfway through the show, oh, guess what I did? Like, I understand we had Jerry Kelly and him winning the senior players is a little bit bigger than that, but you broke par this weekend, my it friend. Was, it was a quite a feat. It happened in a match, which was really oh, special, yeah. too. Uh, we won on 13. <laughs> well, um, you know, it was. I, it I, makes I felt, sense. Yeah, and and I looked at the guys. I was like, I got something pretty special going here, and they're like, Yeah, we know. <laughs> I was like, You mind if we finish this? And they're like, Yeah. So my buddy who was playing with me ended up like caddying for me the final couple of holes. <laughs> Shout out to my buddy Ryan. He's like all fired up. He's like giving me lines. He's like pulling my club. He's like, Let me hit first. Let me tell you what my number is. And I was like, It was it was pretty fun. Um, yeah, I birdied 16 at Wisconsin Club to go back to one under after bogeying 14. And, and we'll have an event out at Wisconsin Club later this year, so we'll break down that golf course when it happens. 16 is probably the toughest par three on that course. Yeah. The green, especially with depending upon where the pin is, like it's a little, it's uphill. The green is real tricky, so you get a birdie, make a two on that hole. It's it was pretty special. it was a um, out of body experience, Gabe. It was truly, I've never really had a round where all three phases come together quite like that, where I I hit 15 greens in regulation. That a boy. That's how you and, do it. And I was and I was rolling putts. I mean, I, I belong there, so I'm very familiar with the greens, and honestly, the cup looked like the ocean. And it was just one Love of those days feeling. where it all came together, and I'd never felt more confident walking up 18 knowing that all I had to do was make a par, and I was like, I got this, easy. Especially because 18 is par five. Yeah. And so the day he, before, I played terribly. So it, it, it's, it's almost like <laughs> it, the it golf can, gods were smiling down and saying, this is why you love this game, because we always play.